When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly Let's get it, G. M. G. P. Happy Monday, February uh, 26, 2024. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. I appreciate y'all being in the building. Jay Peters, Cold World TDE, John in the damn building. Gretchen, my girl, what's going on? Scott Connor, happy Monday. Everybody, make sure you go out there, check out Destination Dynasty. Scott talking roster construction. That's what we do over here at DD. Jay Rich, I'm not going to lie to you. I can't see much. I see Gump in the building. Okay. Uh, Tommy Sosa, Andrew Pierce. We got the crew in the building. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, big dog? I'm good, man. I'm good. I see you. Uh, you've never seen clearer than you do right now. I bet. Man, we're, we're here. We're here. Jay. We're here. We're out here. Yeah, we're the we're future in the is here. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's no better Let's... way to evaluate tape. No better way. I, I got stuff all. It's I can't see the screen. All right, turn the music off. I got to take this shit off before I get sick. It is. Um... <laughs> Welcome everybody. Happy Monday. It is February 26, 2024. Y'all decided to wake up. Jay told me I needed to wear the Apple Vision Pros on the stream. We ain't going to do that the whole time because we got the talk combine popping off this week. Man, it's, yes, it's crazy. It's already here, Jay. It's crazy. It's already here. I love the people in the chat, man. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all tapping in everything. Jay, how was your weekend, big dog? It was good. You know, went away, saw some friends, um, just chilled for a little bit. So it's good to be back, but excited for the combine this week, honestly. You know, we talk about these players. We talk about how fast they are. We talk about how strong they are, how great the routes are. And this is truly the best opportunity to compare prospects on the same playing field. And it's one of the best, I wouldn't say evaluation points, but when you're comparing prospects, it's one of the best ways to actually compare prospects, especially when you're looking at the way they handle their routes, the way they catch the ball, all on the same field, most of them at least. And we'll get into that in a little bit, but I am excited for the combine as, you know, unexciting as it can be for some people, it is truly the best place to evaluate all the prospects on one playing field, which is a great opportunity anytime you can get it. 
Yeah, Jay, people talking about those goggles, the old Apple Visions. I'm just going to be honest. It's pretty cool. It's a cool piece of technology. I'll say that, man. It's um, They are cool. Am I going to keep them? I don't know, Jay. I don't know. I got to... I got to figure out best use case for it. The battery is heavy. The damn things are heavy. Um, you know, do I want to spend 4K just for something that's kind of cool? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But if you have them, let me know how you like them. If you got them, let me know how you like them. It was cool to, you saw the tape watching film. You could have like 10 yeah. different things open and watching tape here and doing something else there. there Notes over really, there, yeah. It's a really cool piece of technology that Apple put out, but hell, they don't pay me, so we're not going to keep talking about it too much, Jay. I do want to talk about some money flowing around the NFL, though, Jay. Did you see okay. what happened uh, over this past weekend, or I believe it was on Friday, it was announced that uh, the NFL salary cap, man, a record yes. $255.4 million per team, a 13.6 increase over last year's cap and a sign that the league is now entering a phase of exploding revenue. This year's cap will be 30.6 million more per team than last year's 224.8 million. By far the biggest jump it has taken from one year to the next since salary cap was introduced in wow. 1994. Jordan, you weren't even born. The last time was, this happened. And it, see, I was a wee lad. I was like four you were months a wee old. Lad. <laughs> uh, I just want to ask Taylor Swift effect. What's this mean for teams, man? Having this increased bump in money. People are about to get the bag. People are about to get the damn bag, Jay. Well, I actually look at it from the inverse perspective, right? If you signed a Justin Herbert, if you signed a Joe Burrow, if you signed a Josh Allen, like those deals are starting to become a little bit more affordable, especially for these teams. And, and when you make those signings, you kind of do expect this to some degree. Even the Eagles having Jalen Hurts, like it's expensive, but it may not be so expensive in a few years with the league continuing to grow the way it has. So it's interesting because in the case of quarterbacks, they tend to restructure, re-up, get new deals, make sure they're always, you know, in the top five, in the top 10 of earnings. So we'll see how this plays out over the next few years. But with the league exploding, I think the Bengals can probably afford to keep a T Higgins for a 25 to $30 million a year and then sign Jamar Chase the following year. So it's interesting because he was also franchise tagged, right? That was the other big piece of news that we got was he was yes. franchise tagged, expected to be franchise tagged, whether it officially came down or not. I I just heard he was going to get franchise tagged, which was yeah, a bit I of a surprise, I think it's but also they today. do want to keep him. I think it's official yeah. today. Yeah. I think it's official Announced today. Announced over the weekend and officially going to happen today. So Christopher Spellman I mean, teams in the like chat. That, right? Good morning to you, says Tua is about to get Ooh. paid. I mean, Dak what do you think is about due that? for an ex What do I think about it? Yeah, he should paid? be paid. Yeah. How much would you pay him? I mean, he's getting at least what Kyler got, at minimum. At minimum. Okay, so you're what, 250, No, no, no. He was, I think, 215 or so. Because remember, no, Watson no, was 230. No. He, Watson okay. was 230. Okay, and Kyler okay. came in under him. I believe Kyler was like 180 million guaranteed, but that's that's a three to four year commitment to a two yeah. and talk about low, which I don't know, man. I I, I don't I don't well, think he, he's here, worth it. I thing. think we know what he is. Let, let, let's talk about this for a minute because so many people, NFL space, you see it a lot in fantasy. Oh, they I see it all the time. Fans, people that oh, they should just go find somebody else. You know, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't, you can't just go find a quarterback. Oh, get rid of Dak. Get rid of Tua. I don't like Trevor Lawrence. Let's draft Michael Penix. Let's draft Bo Nix. Let's just replace him. 
when you have somebody that has the capability of at least take are all these guys Super Bowl caliber quarterbacks? No, there's only one type of Pat. There's only one Pat Mahomes, one Tom Brady yeah. out there. But they don't just grow on trees. So you move on for, from Tua and do what? Do what? That's that's a fair question. But in the landscape of the AFC, if you do not have a quarterback, you have no shot, right? At least for the Cowboys and Dak. I think Dak is better than Tua. I think he can see a higher high than Tua at times, potentially. But in the AFC, not to say that you have to have a Herbert who hasn't shown it, a Josh Allen who has come pretty damn close, a Burrow, a Lamar, and obviously you have Mahomes. To even contend, you have to have a guy who is either cheap and you can build a team around or is one of those dudes. And I don't know if Tua fits into either category. So if you pay him, then you're stuck with him in limbo where he's... The sixth, you, fifth what, best quarterback you, in the what do you AFC. Mean in limbo. Stuck, what do you mean stuck with him? Stuck do, do because you know who he the Dolphin, is. He do you going to when the Dolphins had any of those Lemon, guys when they were trying to figure things out with Cleo Lemon and all these random ass quarterbacks, man. And they finally have somebody that's is competent enough. Did did Tua not? What was he? Top five in passing yards, top touchdowns. You no, know, he led the league in passing yards. League. He led the and, league and in you, passing and yards. And we're yeah. actually having a conversation about Miami, should they pay him? You know, they lost both of their edge rushers in Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. They didn't have Jalen Ramsey for half of the damn season. Yeah, uh, The offensive line needs need some work. Like the team, Xavier Howard was in and out. Uh, we're actually sitting here talking about should they pay the man who led the NFL in passing yards, yet you want to turn the keys of the NFL, the new face of the NFC over to Jordan Love after one season? What are we talking about? Absolutely, the Miami Dolphins should should pay to a tongue of low. They're not stuck with him. If you move, there, there is no moving on to. There's nothing better outside of so, Mahomes or Allen or those it, guys. Yeah. Yes, but it's not about better. It's about constructing a team a different way. Because you, if he can't, if you're paying him fifty million dollars, like you're saying, because you're saying he deserves right around two hundred million guaranteed or so, something like that, especially with the cap increase. You're paying him $50 million oh, a year, boy. and you know that he can't beat Lamar. He can't beat Burrow. He can't beat this Mahomes. He can't beat Allen. Who and can? if the Chargers are good— Josh Allen can't beat Mahomes. I, ag I agree. But I think that we all believe that Allen can beat Mahomes. He hasn't done it yet, but he has the ability to do it. We saw what happened. And I don't know if Tua can beat these guys. And there's not just one of them. There's at least four, maybe even five. And that doesn't even count Stroud, who's also probably going to be an excellent quarterback that can do what even beat him and the D'Amico Ryan's defense. So that's where when you pay a guy $50 million, it's difficult. And it's a tough conversation. Because as you said, he led the league in passing yards. He was great. But down the stretch, the offense struggled. They didn't play very well in the playoffs. This narrative about him playing in the cold continues to fester on, and it seems like maybe it might be true. And if you got to play in Cincy or in Baltimore or in Kansas City or in Buffalo, and you're not winning those games, what's the point of paying the guy? That's the only. That's where I think the conversation Garrison, comes into play. Garrison Does says the Tua equals Car. Um, it's just. I, I it's think I'm just, fine saying. I think I'm fine just saying Dak. Funny but, how quickly we we all change change our tune on these players and how quickly it happens. We got another one. I got I got to pull this up. Oh, Brandon. Oh, Brandon. Here we go. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh, no. Oh, no. Tua is serviceable, but isn't a truck. Put fields with those weapons, and he's better than Tua. Jay? Dude. 
What we you had think? this conversation, right? We had this conversation. About old Fields and last show. You, you think you think Fields is getting the ball to Tyreek and and Waddle and A Chan? You think Fields is going to do that? You think he's going to distribute Look, that ball like a point guard? The offense is drop back, get to your spot, fire the Throw ball. Throw the ball. That is what, what Tua does well. Do? <laughs> he does not get back to his spot, plant his foot, and throw the ball. That's why he won't succeed in a Shanahan offense. That's why he won't succeed in a McVay-style offense. And that is probably, what, a third of the league almost at this point with the coordinators and, and the way the guys are playing. It's just not a style that is conducive for him. When you talk about Arthur Smith and playing in Pittsburgh and playing more of a ball control style of game, I think that could fit Fields' game a little bit better where he's in play action, but mostly, mostly leaning on the run. Tua is a different type of quarterback, and if you wanted to compare him to Dak, I have no problem with that because I think they're in very similar lights. Just one plays in the AFC, and I don't think you want to pay Dak in the AFC, but in the NFC, things are very different, and you have a much better chance to win. You have to go through the Niners. You have to go through the Eagles. But outside of that, it's pretty open. And you mentioned Jordan Love. Green Bay is coming, whether we like it or not, and Detroit is very good. So it, yep. it's a typical situation, but the NFC is definitely much easier in terms of overall quarterback play and talent that you're going to have to face. And so that's where I think paying to it in the AFC does become difficult because these guys are not going anywhere for a very, very long time. Um, Let's see. Uh, DP said, yeah, Fields is going to get the ball to those weapons. We'll see. Fields is uh, it's a lot of uh, interesting stuff happening with old Fields. Did you see him on the Amon Ross St. Brown and Equinemia St. Brown? I didn't watch it. I saw podcast. he was on. I didn't see what he said, though. Yeah, Fields unfollowed the Bears. He's saying all the right Ooh. things. But ultimately, there were some former players that were talking about the situation, and he sees the writing on the wall. He knows that yeah. they're going to draft Caleb Williams. So he's like, let me out of here. Get Go ahead and trade me. Move me somewhere. Let me start my let me start my new career. And a lot of people are talking about Pittsburgh Steelers being a location with Arthur Smith, also the Atlanta Falcons. So quickly, Jay, if Fields were to land in either of those two spots, let's start with Pittsburgh really quickly. How do you feel about Fields in Pittsburgh with Arthur Smith? Their commitment to run the ball. They've got weapons and talent there. You know, well, what do you think about Fields with the Pittsburgh Steelers? I kind of like it, man. I don't I don't mind it at all, Jay. I definitely much prefer a ball control style of offense where he's not going to be asked to do as much and less necessary in Pittsburgh than playing under what we expect to be a Sean McVay disciple type of offense where it will be a lot of 11 personnel where he's going to have to deliver the ball, throw the ball 500, 550, 600 times a year. That's difficult. Now, again, they do have a running game there and they probably will lead on it yes. heavily, but it would be yes. interesting to see what that split looks like. And if they still run a lot of 11, is Bijan going to be effective? I'm sure he would be. But then when he has to drop back and pass, it's timing, it's spacing, it's tight windows. And you're asking him to potentially do a lot that he hasn't showed quite yet in the NFL, but it could work. I just think that an Arthur Smith style of offense could be better suited for his skill set presently. But if you think he can grow and become a better passer in terms of his timing and accuracy, yes. then you could put him in a McVay style system. But it is more of a projection, I think, today than it is um, kind of going forward. But do you feel any differently about that? You're kind of on the same page. Uh I like both spots. I think in Atlanta, you've got weapons. You've got a good running game. They both that both locations have yeah. the similar needs. They've got weapons, and they in each location, Atlanta and Pittsburgh, they both wow. need quarterbacks. Uh, I okay. don't mind either of the spots. I think the spot that would get fantasy gamers more enthused is Atlanta for obvious reasons. The RPO game, um, you know, with Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier. You've got Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Capital. I think that would give more people excitement, but I wouldn't mind the Pittsburgh location. What'd you see? So in terms of next team right now, 
Russell Wilson is the favorite to go to Pittsburgh at minus 225. So pretty heavy odds. So it's the Steelers, the Raiders, the Falcons, and then back to the Broncos, Patriots, Vikings, Commanders, etc. And then you have Fields, still the favorite is the Falcons, but the next favorite is the Bears. And part of that is probably because the Pittsburgh Steelers are seem to be more heavily linked to Russell Wilson right now than to Justin Fields. So it seems like Atlanta's still the favorite, but he could be back on the Bears. I mean, that seems very unlikely. But in terms of the odds, that's where it is right now with the Steelers being third at plus 300 then the Raiders at plus 600. So pretty interesting development to see Russell Wilson such a heavy favorite to uh, to the Steelers. Because I think, again, Russell Wilson, a guy who can run the ball effectively, play the play action, would be a great system and fit for him under Arthur Smith. Jay, uh, Gene, shout out to Eugene O'Minahue, our boy from Off the Line Fantasy, one half of the crew. Said two is, is going to get paid. Said he's an average quarterback. He said he's an above-average quarterback and average QBs get paid. It's as simple as that. I want to do quick, Jay, average or above-average. I'm going to list okay. the teams and you tell me if these teams' quarterbacks are average or above-average or below. Below, okay. average, or above. You get three choices, all right? Three choices, Jay. Is this quarterback play? Yeah, it's, it's quarterback, man. Let's get some music for you, man, so you can, so you can feel it, all right? New England Patriots, below. Below Quick. average. Jets, below average. Well, Aaron Rodgers is above average. Dallas, above average. The Giants, below average. Eagles, above average. Commanders, below average. Lions, I'm going to say above average. Browns, Below average. Bengals above, Ravens above, Pittsburgh below, yep. Houston yep. above, Jacksonville. Yep. I'm going to say below average. Tennessee. Below average. Carolina. Below average. Saints. Below average. Bucks. Below average. Seahawks. Below average. Broncos, nobody below average. Below average, yeah. So you, we went through over half of the league. What? Yeah. Stop with the yes, two is going to get paid, and he should get paid because what would you rate him, average or above average? Yeah. The the hardest right. one for me probably okay. was Goff and Ex Baker. Uh, Goff that's and Baker. why this. That's why people talking. It doesn't look at half of the league is average or below. Legitimately, yeah. half of them are average or below average. So when you find one that can at least run your damn offense, you you rock with it, man. Like, he, he is yep. not a below average quarterback. And I'm not even the, the biggest Tua lover. Like, I've got concerns about him. I still do. But what yep. what else do you do? You want Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield? One, you want one of them guys? Go see how Daniel Jones works out for you. The concerns are winning, like, you the, Daniel the Jones big up game, to the right? fantasy yeah. community all offseason. Look how that worked out. All right, Jay. We got to talk some combine. Bruce Feldman dropped the freaks list pre-college football season, and then he went back and revisited this freak. Oh, let's yes, turn sir. the music off. Let's get the music off. He revisited the freaks list, okay? So we're going to talk about it because the combine is popping off this weekend. We've got some very exciting news, so stay tuned to uh, the Twitter feeds and the airways. We're going to announce some stuff later this week. Jay, but let's take a look at his freaks list and talk about some players that we think might be rising or falling coming out of this week in Indianapolis. And shout out to all my friends who are going to be down there. I wish I could make it, but GQ can't take vacation. We're going to skip through the defensive players. We'll read them off, but check out the article. It's on The Athletic. 
But we're going to focus on the offensive guys for fantasy purposes, of course, because that's what we do on this damn show. So you got Chop Robinson, Edge, out of Penn State. Quinion Mitchell, we got to see him at the Senior Bowl. Byron yep. Murphy, D-tackle out of Texas. I hope the Cowboys draft him and Peyton Wilson, the linebacker out of North Carolina State. But we get our first offensive skill position player, Jay, Marvin Harrison Jr. And a little write-up here. Uh, he's near a 400-pound bench presser, 20 reps of 225, almost an 11-foot broad jump, a sub-four-second short shuttle, and he's six foot four, 210 pounds. They did have him clocked at over 23.5 miles per hour. However, Jay, some breaking news before we did the show. Old Marv, Marv ain't doing nothing. Marv ain't doing yeah. nothing at the combine, and then he's not doing anything at his pro day. And I said this two years ago, Jay, Devontae okay. Smith— Najee Harris, I said, when they did, when Smitty did nothing and still went top 10, I was like, oh, he yeah. set the new precedent. You don't, you don't, when you are as accomplished and as revered as Marvin Harrison Jr. is, there's nothing he can do to raise his draft stock. Not a thing. Confirm priors. It would be fun to see it. Does he even need the test? Does he need the test? No. 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 He and really he, doesn't. There, there were there there are rumors that Malik Neighbors is not also going to test at the combine yeah. either. He so didn't we'll make the list because out. Feldman put that he doesn't think he's going to test. Doesn't think yeah, he's going well. to going, doesn't think he's going to do anything. But what are your thoughts about Marv not doing anything? Does it matter? Do you care at all? I don't care personally. I think it makes a lot of sense, right? You look at probably the highest profile receivers and they just don't test because they don't really need to. You've seen what they can do. You know what they can do. And even Feldman in his write-up says that the, he told that Harrison told the athletic that he runs in the high four threes. I'll take his word for it, right? Ohio state's been cranking out fast receivers. Chris Olave ran four, three Garrett Wilson ran. I think it was either four, three high four, three or low four, four. So I expect Marv to fall right within that range. And at six, four, I mean, the dude is just an absolute unit. Like it's, it's crazy to think what he would look like next to these guys. And I really want to see it. Unfortunately, we won't, but I can totally respect it, man. He's, he's the number one receiver in the class. He's people say he's the number one player in the class. Yes. There's no reason for the guy to test. And if Cooper DeJean doesn't test, uh, I think that Marv is pretty well, safe not to test as well. Well, I think Cooper's got an injury, hurt, man. Yeah. I think, I think Cooper's got an injury. Let me just ask you and, and DP Damian Parsons, shout out to DP, my dog draft network. He's in the chat right now. DBs I've talked to said Marvin Harrison Jr. Strong as you know what. Yeah. I'm just going to ask the question, Jay. Is there any concern that he's not as fast, not as agile as things are reported? Are there any concerns at all? Or you've seen enough, you don't give a damn? Yeah, for me, it's none, right? I think the biggest indicator that I ever heard was actually from our buddy Jordan Vanek at, uh, when he's at the 33rd team. Talking to um, Brian Hartline, his receiver coach, right? I think he's now, he was like the OC or something like that. He, he got, um, what is it? He got promoted. But it, the thing about him, and if you compare him to Abuka, and there's this picture on the internet, I wish we had it, because he sent it to me and I was like, oh my God. He had, so Abuka's 6'1 and Marvin Harrison is 6'4. You look at their waistline, right? It's at the same spot, the exact same spot. So their waist at the same spot, but he's much taller, much longer arms. So imagine a player who is six foot four, but has the legs and the shorter ability to get in and out of breaks of someone who is only six foot one. 
or five mm-hmm. or six foot or five eleven. So that's what makes Marv so interesting is that his upper body is so long that it makes him taller and, and increases his catch radius, but he has the ability to run routes and has the quickness of a player who is much shorter than him. So you just think about that combination of height and ability that you want but don't necessarily need but more importantly you have the quickness of a shorter player so definitely no concerns about marv he is going to be an absolute monster i just wish we could see it at the combine that's it but other than that i have zero concerns about marv he's he's my number one receiver i think he's gonna be phenomenal but i understand if you like neighbors just as much because he's equally as talented all right jay let's keep moving down the board and this is a player I'm out there on, I'm higher than consensus on, but you know what? That seems par for the course this draft cycle. And I've studied his game, and I don't think there's anything this player can't do, short, intermediate, or deep. I believe he is going to test like a freak, and Bruce Feldman agrees with me. Let's go to the national champion Michigan Wolverines, Jay. My wide receiver five currently in this class, pre-combine, Roman Wilson from Michigan, Jay. There's a lot of buzz about this young man, Roman Wilson. And um, mm-hmm. let, me pull, uh, let me pull up the thing real quick. But about how fast he is, short shuttle and 40-yard dash time. So here it is right here. There's, uh, there's old Roman Wilson apparently running a 3.77 shuttle, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. If his short area, if his short area quickness is that fast and he drops a sub 4-4, he's probably look, he's probably locked in a top 40 pick. I'll just be conservative and say Very top close, 40. Yeah. But I think there's a shot that he can go in the first round. Uh, 6.23 cone drill. Yep. And then Crazy. something, Wilson also flew up the Wolverines uh, reactive plyo stairs in 2.2 seconds tops in the program. When you watch him, he is quick. He's sudden, he's smooth. Yeah. Eugene, off the line fantasy, shout out to my dog Gene. He put up uh, one of those web graphs that we have, those radar charts that JB and Destination Debbie produces, and his numbers overlaid on Amon Ross St. Brown's, uh, you know, advanced uh-huh. numbers. And it was, when you watch him play, they both play inside at the slot. He moves like Amon Ross St. Brown. Most people, Jim Nagy and others, have comped him to Tyler Lockett. But if I told you right now, yeah. you can get Tyler Lockett in your rookie, like, you know that's what you're getting. Highest range of outcome is Tyler Lockett. I'm sure most people would sign up for that. I'm excited as hell for Roman Wilson. I think he's an incredible player, and he is going to be a massive riser after the combine, as will Tennessee running back Jalen Wright. Jay, this is a a player who's getting a lot of buzz right now. I'm a sucker for SEC running backs, and I'm a sucker Mm -hmm. for 5'10", 5'11", 210-plus pound SEC running backs that can fly. What Feldman said, he heard these things, 23.6 miles per hour in practice, 44-inch vertical jump, 10.8 in the broad jump, High school Insane. apparently ran a hand time four two eight. I also ran a four four nine in high school, and then I got to college, and it was a damn four five nine. So take that with a grain of salt. But over a thousand yards, he's got the size. SEC producer. We got a got we got a lot to get through, Jay. But talk to me really quickly about Roman Wilson and Jalen Wright. Yeah, Roman Wilson was really interesting, right? Because when we talked to him. A lot of people t- said the Lockett comp, right? And he actually said Miko Harbin, which I thought was interesting only because yeah, that's more the explosiveness. Be, please don't be Miko Hardman. My God. Hey, keep man. Going. It's funny because we talked to him, right? Obviously, pre-Super Bowl, 
And he said, hey, man, he's a Super Bowl champion. Well, now he's a two-time Super Bowl champion, but I get it from the explosiveness aspect. If he's running, you know, high four threes or even mid four threes, that's where you get the explosion that you get out of Miko. Now, the production could definitely be Stop. higher We're not than talking Mikko. about Miko Hardman. I don't want to I'm talk about I'm just saying the comparison and the explosion. What do you think about Roman Wilson quickly? He's a great receiver. He's a great receiver who can explode. And I think when you talk about Michigan, it's always the lack of production from the receivers. And we've seen them produce in the league. Nico Collins, DPJ, right? Roman Wilson's going to be the next guy who really shows out. And they talk about Jalen Wright. It's the home run speed. And he has the ideal size with the home run speed. And it's something very rare for a draft class, draft class like this. We don't have this speed with this size outside of Jalen Wright, in my opinion. It's why he deserves to be on the list and probably will be one of the biggest risers. We like Marshawn Lloyd. We like Trey Benson. We like Braylon Allen. We like some of these other guys, but he is the perfect combination of size and speed in this class, in my opinion. That's why he's going to be a massive riser. If he jumps 44 and runs 4-4, even 4-3, he is going to rise like probably to RB1 for a lot of people after the combine. RB1? You think people are itching yeah. to do that? Uh, people it, are pe if he people are if he's five eleven two ten runs four four even four four he's he'd be RB one because his speed score would be off the charts uh, at that point. Uh, I don't know be. about that. I, I'm not going to go that far, but I think people are excited about him. I, I like Jalen Wright. Let's let's keep it moving. Got a couple of more players to talk about. Brian Thomas Jr. eleventh on the freaks list. If DP's still in the chat, he and I have gone back and forth. He is not the biggest Brian Thomas Jr. fan. I am. I think he's incredible. Damn. He's my wide receiver four in this class. 6'4", 205, uh, 1,177 yards, 17 touchdowns this season. Jay, they're saying potentially running in the four threes. I'm just going to say 4'4 four, four okay. range for somebody that size is fine for me. But what are your thoughts on Brian Thomas Jr.? And let's just talk about it right here. we got Troy Franklin as well, who is 1,000% going to run fast. And one of the things that I... I encourage you all to keep in mind as we watch this, you know Troy's going to run. Like, you know it. We Yes. I don't know what Brian Thomas Jr. is going to run. He says 4-3. It could very well be 4-5-2. Won't make a difference for me either way. I know Franklin's 4-4 floor, right? He is a 4-4-5 baseline floor. I think that's too high. I think he's a low 4-4 at bare minimum. He's going to fly. So don't double count. When he goes out there and he runs a 4-3, don't... Ah, uh, there it is. Now he's, you got to raise him up. Now you knew he was going to run fast. I know you're a big Troy Franklin fan, but you also like Brian yes. Thomas Jr. What do you think about these two right here this weekend and how the community will perceive them moving forward? Because I think for the most part, Thomas and Franklin are kind of solidified in that four through seven range. Wide receiver, four through seven. I don't think anybody for the most part. I don't have Franklin that high, but most people, yeah. I'm seeing Troy as the wide receiver five or six at worst. Same with Brian Thomas. Anything, is there anything that these players can do to crack that top three of Odunze? I'm just going to say Odunze because it's not going to be Marv or Malik, <laughs> but to crack that third spot over, over Rome. I think there's a world where Thomas could, right? You mentioned 6'4", 205. He, if he runs in the four threes, I think it would really make people think about it a little bit because he is the guy that, as you mentioned, is kind of pegged in as the wide receiver four right now. Back end of the first, goes to the Bills a lot, goes to the Chiefs sometimes. But maybe he could come up a little bit and that, and that would be kind of corresponding with Odunze maybe running a little bit slower than you expect, but I don't expect him to. 
Franklin, in my opinion, is a guy who has to run fast because he's only 190 pounds. And so if he weighs in at 185 and he's not really fast, it's much different than Thomas weighing in at 205, 200 pounds and maybe only being low 4-4s, which is more than fine for a player of his size. And clearly he has the explosiveness, whether you are watching or listening, he, he can explode very quickly his suddenness is great and it's why that. he was so great in college right there the catch radius yeah. Jay. it's just crazy so when it's you're his four. size and the explosives that he possesses both off the jump um going through the route and his stop and start if he runs fast i think it would make people consider him i don't think franklin's quite there because he's a little bit smaller he doesn't handle press very well and he potentially has a limited route tree i think he's really smooth when he's running with the ball he has great yak ability but thomas is great as that at, great at that as well so i think that thomas has more to gain and i and i that's why for me he has a chance to be a bigger riser but if franklin runs like in the four twos then maybe he could be a guy who goes in like the 20s in the nfl draft jay I don't know what it is, man, but I just love Brian Thomas Jr. I think he's very good. He's very he's good. He's very good. You know, he kind of kind of gives me those Michael Pittman coming out of USC vibes, but with capital. You know, both of those guys are yeah. just good quality players. And I am USC Homer Truth or 101. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think Pittman would be a star in the NFL, but I thought he'd be a really good player. And I think for the most part, we can agree Pittman isn't. He's not a superstar. I think he's a, is he a star? Is Michael Pittman a star? You know who he kind of reminds me of without the touchdowns is a bit of Mike Evans a little bit. Mike Evans is really good at getting deep, but like Mike Evans over the middle is a big problem. And I think that's one of the ways that Pittman but Pittman's really wins. Good, it's Pittman's, just like, good, yeah. Pittman's good over the middle now. Yeah, Pittman's good he doesn't get deep as well as Evans does, but over the middle, yeah, making the tough catches, being available for the quarterback. Everything else, though, like within those 20s, I think he does a lot of things very similarly. And it's it's one of the reasons why Mike Evans is so good is that he kind of came in as a bit of a deep threat, but really developed his route tree and became so much better in the NFL to where over the middle, he's an absolute problem. And I think that that's where you look at London, you know that he can be that. You look at Pittman, you say, you know he can be that because he doesn't have the speed, but he's great through the route and getting open and using his, his IQ to make be available in zones for his quarterback. All right, let's keep the train moving. We talked a little about Troy Franklin, Jay, and then let's get to that wide receiver three right now because we got to talk about him. Got to talk about Rome Odunze, 15th on the freaks list, Jay. 15th, Rome This was Odunze. surprising. Wow, okay. Well, not wow. Yeah, if, you look at, if you look at the high school numbers and you believe the information that's been reported, right, um, I think he is the wide receiver three, and for some, they have him as wide receiver two. But 6'2", 215 pounds, 4'3", 40-yard dash coming out of high yep. school. He was on the 4 by one relay at Bishop Gorman High School. That's my rival high school in Las Vegas, Nevada. 21-2-5 in the 200. I mean, I don't know how much you know about track, but, I mean, that's, I that's a, it's a good time. But, I mean, it, does, it doesn't make me fall off, off of my chair. It's a, it's a really good time. Uh, you look at the vertical jump, 37.1, 10-1 in the broad. So, let's just... Off a of broad jump, Marv was a 10-8, Rome 10-1. They say the broad jump is a good indicator of explosion. Of explosion, you, right. Like explosion. So you should be able to get off fast start, vertical jump, broad jump. That works sometimes, and sometimes I've seen people jump high and have explosive broad jumps that don't run fast 40s. It's it's technique, it's get off, it's explosiveness. But when I watch Rome, he doesn't he doesn't remind me of a freak athlete i think he's a damn yes. good wide receiver my wide receiver 1c in this class but when i look at him i don't see freak level athletes so 
this will be one where if he does hit some of these benchmarks and he hits some of these numbers, like he's not going to rise in terms of the rookie capital, but where I place him maybe amongst the rest of the NFL and the dynasty community, you know, in the dynasty ADP value range, it might adjust yeah. it. If he, if he does show to be an extremely explosive playmaker that wasn't asked to do certain things at Washington because they didn't need to, uh, that will that will check a box for me because I don't expect Odunze to run a 4-3-4, and it doesn't matter no. now, and he's still my wide receiver 1C. So if he goes out there and he just he does that and he is explosive and he is quick in the short shuttle, he will rise a little bit for me, you know, amongst the dynasty ranks at wide receiver position. Yeah, I think the only thing that sucks for him is he's in a, not at a disadvantage, but now if Neighbors doesn't test and Marv doesn't test, He's supposed to be the number one guy and look like the best receiver there. You the most wrong? athletic potentially. Yeah. yeah. In Odunza, right? Because he's three right now. And yes. if he doesn't look like that, does that potentially hurt him a little bit? I don't know. But yeah, and the funny thing is, is right, you look at his short shuttle, 419, right? Or there's a three cone, sorry. I think, or no, three it's a short shuttle. Yeah. The 419. Roman Wilson ran a 377. So like, think yeah. about that for a second. Half that's a, that's a second a almost. Difference. That is huge. So again, he is a great athlete. But there is a difference between running a 419, which is still very good, and a 377. Sub four in the shuttle or in the, in the three co in the shuttle, sorry, is ridiculous. Um, 40 would be good. I don't think he runs that fast. I, anything over the 10 in broad jump is pretty solid. You know, if you get to 10, 5, 10, 6, that's when you're getting into like a very high end range. Anything over 10 is good, though. I'd be fine with it. You just don't want him to be Calvin Ridley and jump like 34 inches, jump like 9, 6 in the broad jump. That would be a little more concerning, but I think he'll be fine. It's just, does he look like the wide receiver three with the top two guys not testing? Maybe a bit of a problem for him a little bit. If Thomas is fast, Franklin's fast and jumping very well, very well as well. Fun fact about Brian Thomas Jr. He was all, he was also, he was um, the higher rated recruit between uh, Malik neighbors. He was rated higher. I think he was the number one yeah. wide receiver in their class. He and Deion Smith and Malik neighbors. I know was the third ranked wide receiver coming out of high school. So just interesting little fact and tidbit nugget there about Brian Thomas Jr. Let's continue down the freaks list. Bub Means, wide receiver from Pitt. Nobody talking about him, but I did see somebody. I can't, I want to say it was Jeff Bell. I, I think it was, his name was okay. Jeff Bell. This was a month ago. I think I saw the tweet talking about Bub Means and his speed at Pitt. I don't know much about him. Jay, and I haven't seen many people, if anybody, talking about him, but 17th on the freaks list at 6'2, 215, 436, yeah. 39 inch vert. That's Romo Dunze's size and apparently Romo Dunze's speed. So maybe Bub Means is a player coming out of Indianapolis that starts to get on the radars a little bit more, and you see people taking him. You also have your boy, Jay, your boy, Malachi Corley from Western Kentucky, 5'11, 220. And Jay, we just got to tell the people, right? 23 miles an hour on the GPS. I don't know when he got a chance to hit that because all he catches <laughs> is screens. So I don't know when he did that. But 4.43 with the 40, 4.08 short shuttle time, which I, I think he will hit. And a lot of people say this is the player that reminds them of Debo Samuel. Jay, the dude is rocked up. I Oh, my when goodness. I saw yeah, him, is he ever? I was like, that's a receiver? Because he ain't. he's my height. But he's like two of me, and is and I've got big calves. I've got big legs. His calf muscle was that big, Jay, like that freaking big. Like he is put together, and I'm close to 200 pounds. He's 220, and I'm like, I would not, Jay, 
that's a receiver that if he were in the open field, I don't know how uh, enthused I would be to hit him. So you see some clips right here of him performing at the senior board. What do you think about Malachi Corley, man? A lot of people like this player. Yeah, I'm excited for him. I think you know the these big thing for him by will you be too. these are Jay Rich exclusive. No, these right here, right? The, some oh, of these, these are yours? some. Yeah, some of these aren't mine, but you'll see mine a little bit later when he runs the guy over. But <laughs> the big thing with Corley, I think, will be the shuttle because that is what's really going to separate him is that quickness. Does he show the quickness? I think in the numbers that you want to see, as long as he runs under four four five, I think he's fine because he's probably going to play in the slot anyways. But I mean, this is the thing. He's so physical. He's so dominant. We know that he can catch the ball well. We know that he's great through the tackle. So there's a lot of things that there is to like about Corley. Whether he can be that Debo, I don't know. But the good thing is that he doesn't shy away from the comps. He knows that's his play style. He knows that's how he wins. He's just doing it his way. Um, you, we kind of skipped over Bub Means because I think neither of us know much about him. But he did show out pretty well at the East-West Shrine Bowl, right? He was there. I saw him running some routes and doing some things. He does look good, but again... He's a guy who could rise because no one really knows who he is. And if he comes out and he's 6'2", 215, and I runs 4'4", 4'3", people are going to take notice of that, right? Like, I mean, you, you look back to, like, Alec Pierce when he ran. I think he ran in the 4'3s too, didn't he? Like, those are the guys that surprise and, and can get drafted. And so I'm curious how he ultimately looks in the drills and stuff because I will be looking for that. Because for me, that's what matters more about the underwhelm the guys I don't know as much is how do they look next to the guys that I do know right. are good and are talented. If he can look just as good, I'd be willing to take a shot if he gets drafted in a good spot. But yeah, I think Corley is a guy who probably stock isn't going to rise a ton, but I hope that he shows athleticism on the, on the field as well. Cause I think right, he's Jay, got this it. Is he's, a, he's a good dude. Anthony gold, gold Gould, wide receiver, kick returner out of Oregon state. He has gotten some buzz over the past week and a half on, on X. I saw Damian Parson talking about him. 5'8", 165, smaller guy, right? Smaller guy, but 4'2", you know? High fast, school sprint right? champ. Damn. You know, what the, you know what it feels like? And I don't... Fast. feels like the Tyler Scott rise. Remember, we were pu people were pumping up that mm, Tyler Scott okay. out of Cincinnati. I don't know. But if he runs fast, his name will be on the radar. I don't think he's really drafted at all through ADP of 48 picks and a four-round rookie mock. But somebody to keep an eye on, Anthony Gould from Oregon State. And then your boy, Jay, at 22, Ricky Pearsall, wide receiver out of Florida, Jay. This is a player, if you go back and you watch Anthony Richardson's college production, you watch his Florida tape, there was only one receiver that was catching the ball. It was number one. And he was making some ridiculous ass catches every time you turn on the Florida tape. You know, had almost 1,000 yards, 66 catches, 6'1", 193. Don't be shocked if he cracks to 4'4 in the 40, 40-inch vertical jump. I think he can jump. I know there was a movie that was made a long time ago with Snipes and Woody. White men can jump, and Ricky Pearsall can jump. We saw him in person. He looked good. He's a double-move specialist. What do you think yep. about Ricky, man, and, and what could happen after the combine? This is one where I don't know if he if his numbers are going to make people rise up, but maybe his on-field catching, his short area quickness, I think we might see Ricky Pearsall. Look at his double. I mean, good Lord. Holy. Yeah. His uh, double moves are very wow. good. Very, very good. And he showed it, you know, Shit. on the field, in games. He showed it at the Senior Bowl. And he Let's was one go. of the guys like Roman Wilson who didn't who didn't perform in the final day, right? And so you look at what he did, and it, it, whether it was a comeback route, a curl, a dig, an out route, he, you see him on a double move here that wasn't completed, but absolutely toasts 
the DB Ooh. on the post corner, right? Like, man, so I think he's going to show that a little bit and we'll see kind of the nuances of the route compared to some of the other receivers. But I think it's just because it was at Florida, he kind of went a little under the radar, but he definitely has the talent and showed it at Mobile. So I'm excited to see how he can stack that at the combine. Because if he continues to do that, he could be a guy who's a, like kind of sneaky. I don't know where he'd be. Where do you think he is in drafts right now? Because I would say... He like could be a guy round. who's maybe back of the second or I early third. The, I think his ADP is in the third yeah. round right now in rookie mocks. I think yeah. his ADP is in the third. I like him. I think he's a, he could be a guy who rises. He's he's very good, and his hands are good as well. Right? I think he's, is, I think he's a solid me. player. I think he's a solid. Not player. Is he going to be? Guy. Is he going to be an elite fantasy asset? I don't know, Jay. I'm not going to go that far. But could he? Be? I don't have a play style comp for him. That's the problem. I don't know who is he going to. Who do you think he could play like in the NFL? Because that's that's where I struggle. I don't know who that player is. Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't like, Tyler like Boyd. that. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I just I don't be, know how I, I compare him. Kind of, yeah. Like he could be that kind of player for a team. What is that? How oh, excited sure. does that get you for fantasy? Is a whole nother conversation, right? That's a whole nother yeah. conversation. All right, let's keep the train moving, Jay. We've got, uh, who do we have up next? We've got another big Colts kind of, you're either on one side of the fence or the other with big Johnny Wilson out of Florida State. 6'7", 240, uh, massive hands, 21 miles an hour, broad jump, vertical jump, all that stuff. Johnny Wilson, Florida State, Jay. The big thing with Johnny Wilson is... is He's on the freaks list. Top 27. (laughs) Top 30. I mean, is he on the freaks list because he's fast? I mean, it looks like he topped out at 21 miles an hour, and which is, that's good for someone his size. Though. I think the biggest thing yeah. is when you were at the Senior Bowl, I couldn't help but be impressed with his movement, right? Like, for a guy as big as he is, and for a player who's been talked about moving to tight end and not playing receiver, like, he should be a wide receiver. How good he will be for fantasy, I don't know, but he's going to be a red zone threat. He's a player who can move and is shiftier than you expect him to be, and I think that's where he can win in the NFL. If you don't expect him to be as quick and as agile as he actually is, which we saw almost every single rep, he had his bad reps. He looks very good and more fluid than you would expect, and that's why I think that he deserves a lot more credit and why I would consider drafting him, because... He's a guy that can maybe just be a red zone threat, but that's fine in best ball leagues. That's fine in the, you know, the third, fourth round of a rookie draft. Like it just depends on where he gets drafted and which team he goes to and kind of see how he can be utilized. But I do think there is a lot of upside for a player that is much better than we give him credit for. He's big, yes, but he's more than just big, in my opinion, a wide receiver. All right, Jay, we've got a couple of other players we need to talk about before we get to a big pocket. So let's speed it up a little bit. Ryan Flonroy, wide receiver from Southeast Missouri State. I, I think he was at never the Senior Bowl, Jay. Was he there? Was he really? I, I, th- I honestly have never heard him before. He may have been there. I think he <laughs> was, dude. 6'2", 205, 4'3", 10'10", broad jump, 6'6", L drill, 4'2", short shuttle. I mean, that's... Uh, and that's just for, good. Just for reference, when we're talking about the three cone, that's the L drill... JSN ran a, a six five seven lat when he did that, and I think Roman yeah, Wilson six five is incredible. Yeah, that's that short area quickness is insane. Um, don't know much about him. There's not even a hyperlink to get to Southeast Missouri State, but I think he Rome was at the six two. Bowl. All right, let's talk about thirty one and thirty two. Jay, we've got Brock Bowers, Adnai Mitchell, and Brendan Rice. All three of these, Jay Brock. I think we we kind of expect. From the moment Brock Bauer stepped on the field at Georgia, he was dom- like literally, yo, 
I the am moment. big. I am big on leaving tight end alone and non-tight end premium leagues. But the more that this goes on, and I think about Bowers, and you're talking about, I don't want to use the word generational, but like oh boy, true difference-making tight end, from the moment he stepped foot on the field as a true freshman at Georgia, the offense has revolved around him for three straight years. It doesn't happen in college, and it damn sure doesn't happen in the SEC. And for him to be as good as he was in every facet of catching the football, 6'2", I'm very much in on Brock Bowers. Adnan Mitchell, I think this is one where a lot of people do want to see him test because he plays smooth. Yeah. You get a lot of people saying he's good at just about everything, maybe not a, ma a jack-of-all-trades, master of none for Adnan Mitchell. 6'4", this is a huge wide receiver class if you haven't already picked up on it. But, Jay, do you think that, uh, do you think this is a big moment for him to kind of move himself up the ranks? Because the wide receiver cluster after the big three is, is a cluster. Nothing is figured out. What do you think about A.D. Adnan Mitchell and, and his performance that he needs to put up at the combine? Yeah, I think, you know, like Brian Thomas, right? He can show that he is more than just a deep threat and he can do everything through the route. And I think that's very important for a player like him. And same thing for his teammate, X Worthy, right? Both those guys need to show that they are more than just fast and kind of how they get through the route because we've seen a lot of highs and we've seen some lows. I think the problem for Texas State was a little bit inconsistent through the past two seasons. But both those players are talented and definitely could rise through the combine. And so I'm excited to see them play. Uh, but I think to your point, Mitchell probably has a bit more to gain because of the size and stature that he is compared to X Worthy. Yeah, I see people talking about uh, uh, Jamari Thrash. Very good. He, he, I love you know Jamari he plays Thrash, like? man. Plays just like Jacoby Myers to me. He plays just like Jacoby Myers. He was good at the Senior Bowl. He's got good yeah. size. Uh, I like him a lot too. Thrash is a nice player. I think he'll be a nice compliment, man. He's a nice. Scott said Jay Rich loves Jamari Thrash. I think he's a Jacoby yeah. Myers type player. He's very the slippery through the route. Uh, very. The real surprising one on the freaks list, Jay, was Brendan Rice from USC, son of Jerry Rice, 17 reps at 225, 23 miles an hour on the GPS, 38 inch vertical jump, 1.43 10 yard split. Jay, I know you're a big fan of Brendan Rice, as am I, but talk about him being on this list. This was something that I did not have on the bingo card when I woke up this morning. Yeah, the Isaiah Pacheco of wide receivers, of wide the way receivers, he runs. Baby. Yeah. But, I mean, you see it right here in this clip um, that I that I got. He's very good through the catch, and that's, that's where I love Brendan Rice. Like, it doesn't matter what's happening around him. He is not phased, and he has the ability Bam, to run the routes. Look at that routes. whip route. It's... Yeah, the whip route is was phenomenal, but it's just it's can he actually show it via the the speed testing and you know the ten yard split they mentioned one point four three, which I don't know how good of a ten yard split that is. I imagine it's pretty good. Thirty eight in the vertical, pretty solid. Um, you know you you kind of hope it's forty for a player like six three two fifteen, but thirty eight of course it's, we're splitting hairs oh, here. Oh, it's we're, just we're can he raise his stock to where he is a second Jay. round pick? It's, it's it's a round number, right? Thirty eight, well, forty. Matters no, two some inches makes a difference. <laughs> Dude, come on. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> but Brendan Rice could definitely raise his stock. I, I just, again, I want to see what he runs because there's no mention of a four or five. Is he, is he a long speed guy? Because I didn't really see that, right? He can sack a receiver because he's hella physical, but is he going to run faster than four or five? 
And what's he do in a three cone? What does he do in a shuttle? Because that's what could really raise his stock is if he can run a quick shuttle, run a good three cone. But we got to see it. We got to see it. So Somebody it's interesting he to determine to be on this list. He's bricks, big. literally, with, with Jerry Rice. Like, br real bricks. He's yeah. a big dude. I mean, he's, he's got big strong hands, man. Super he's a, he's strong a, He's hands. a big... I liked it. I thought he was very impressive at Mobile. If you remove oh, yeah. the biases or whatever, like, he was very good. And I think the comp that Steve Smith had for him, the Isaiah Pacheco of wide receivers, Hilarious. was very, so very true. fitting, Jay. All right, next player that we're going to talk about, 35 on the freaks list, Jay. Let's get some speed, man. Let's get the need for speed, and we know he's going to be fast, Jay. You know who it is? Xavier Worthy out of Texas. Had to be. X Worthy from California, was committed to Michigan, late swap to Texas, 22.7 miles per hour last season on a punt return versus Iowa State. People want to know, can he crack the four twos? A lot of people talking about his size at 6'1", 175. I yeah. think Xavier Worthy is... One of the more talented wide receivers in this class, Jay. I've got him at wide receiver six. I criticize X Worthy because I keep it real, right? You watch the damn games, and they're going to be two to three drops. He's dropping the ball every time. Every game, he's yeah. going to drop a pass. And I'm not taught people right in his hands, it's going to hit the ground. But you see the game changing speed, his ability to run double moves, his ability to affect defenses, short, intermediate, and on those nine routes, those deep passes. He gives you some punt return ability as well. Big fan of Xavier Worthy. So with Marv and Malik potentially not doing anything, very big opportunity for Xavier Worthy to increase his draft stock as well because he's the one player, Jay, that I've seen mocked anywhere from the late first to the middle of the second round. There's a wide yeah. range with Xavier Worthy. You see some people who say he's locked in and then some others that are like, I don't know. What are your thoughts on X? Yeah, I think like Troy Franklin, he's a player who kind of has to run fast. If you're going to be 175 and you're known for your speed, you better run fast. And if he breaks 4-2, I think then at that point, it's over, right? He is clearly one of the fastest players and could be the fastest player of the receiver group at the Combine. But if for some reason he doesn't run that fast, it'd be interesting to see how people thought about him. But I think he should be fine, run fast. I think the weight will be a concern for some people, especially because he's not a dominant wide receiver in the way that Devonta Smith was slender, but we knew he was dominant. X-Worthy isn't quite that, but I think he can definitely rise to stock of the combine and maybe solidify himself as wide receiver four or five, maybe even ahead of Franklin by the time it's all said and done. Josh says future MVS. Um, JB says drops don't matter. They don't matter if you're already the guy. If you're already solidified, it doesn't matter. But if you're not and you're trying to work your way on the field, they absolutely do matter. So that yep. capital is going to help gauge where he'll be placed in order to get the opportunity um, Addison was skinny, ran a four five. Look at him. I don't know what that is. If he's under four four three, I'm taking him. He's sudden. He should be. He should be. Should be very under fast. a four four three. X yeah. is a shorter JMO. So Ray, how do you feel about that comp? Because I I feel like that's fairly fair. I feel like to say. I feel like I feel like people are are forgetting how the community valued Jamison Williams during the draft. And it's That's easy fair. to look at J-Mo the past two years, no production in Detroit. But there were a lot of people who had him as wide receiver one in 2022 over London. And over he went, Wilson, what, 11th over overall, right? Something like that? Like crazy. Yeah, man. like the, if had he not torn that ACL in that college football playoff run, there was a good chance he was going to be the top dog. And I'm trying to just remind you because revisionist history will, will allow people to forget the obvious that he was valued that highly. So I don't think he's J-Mo. I, I don't believe that is the case for Xavier Worthy. We've got 
Two more players that we need to talk about. One that we don't know anything about. His name is Tulu Griffin from Mississippi State. 5'10", 180. Cat, 50 passes, 658 yards, four TDs. Supposed to run in the four twos. You also have a player, Sion Vakai. He's a safety slash running back out of Utah. What's he playing in the NFL, right? We don't know. 51 he did both tackles, the senior bowl. And then he, yeah. 51 tackles, 317 yards, 11 catches for 203 yards, and five touchdowns. So he had more receiving production playing safety and running back than Braylon Allen had. So there's that. That's, that's interesting right there. But he is on the freaks list at number 37. And then the final two players on Bruce Feldman's pre-combine freaks list, Jay, we've got Xavier Leggett, the wide receiver from South Carolina, and your boy, Joe Milton from Tennessee, the quarterback. So let's talk about Xavier Leggett. We got a chance to talk to him and see him. 6'3", 227, good night. Um, Fastest burst in any player in college in 23 when he had 22.3 miles an hour on a 76-yard touchdown versus Mississippi State. So if you want to go look up highlights of the Mississippi State-South Carolina game, I'm sure you can see the play where Leggett clocked in at 22.3 miles an hour. Talk about X Leggett, Jay. We got to see him up close and personal about a month ago in Mobile or a couple of weeks ago. What are your thoughts on Big X? I think that he was definitely heavily scrutinized at the Senior Bowl for his size, but it definitely shows up on tape how great he is in the air, his body control, his ability to adjust to a play, to make a play. And his route running was surprisingly good as well, right? And he was on this play here, the feel in the zone. Yeah, he was hurt like crazy. His his knees, his hand was all banged up. Like he had a bunch of issues. But I do think he's going to be good at the next level. He may take some time, be a little bit more raw, but the ability is definitely there. And you see that all the time, whether it's in the gameplay or or in the tape here that we have from the Senior Bowl. Like he he can do a lot of things well. Yeah. I got to run that back. A lot of things well. Bam, sink your hips. There it is, baby. Okay. He does a lot of things well for a guy who's kind of known for just being a human highlight reel. He does a lot of things very, very well. So I'm excited for him. I think he deserves to be on the list. We'll see what he runs. But if he can, you know, run a good time and, and jump well, I think he could be a guy who does rise post-combine for sure. A lot of people are going to compare him to uh, John Mingo from last year. Big, wide receiver, using some yeah. of those terms, not for all sure. the way refined. I think he's a little he's better, a lot better than, than Mingo. Mingo, though. I think a he's, I think better, he's than better than Mingo. Mingo. Yeah, he's, he's better than Mingo. And he's been one of those players that I believe will be a second-round pick when it's all said and done. So at yep. his size, at 6'3", 220-plus, if he goes out there and tests really well, looks smooth mm-hmm. in the drills, that will be a player that I think NFL teams would be like, we might need to move him up the board a little bit more. And if that happens, 100%. well, then for us, for fantasy football, then we also need to react the same way. Some names that weren't on the list, Jay. Let's just talk about a few that weren't on the list and how we think about them. One of the players when we were talking pre-show yesterday – that I think will be a riser after the combine is a quarterback, Michael Penix. Okay. I think Penix oh. is going to be a riser after the combine. And I'm not, I'm not the biggest Michael Penix fan in the world, but with Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels opting out of the throwing drills, this is right up Penix's alley, right? No defense. He can just stand back there and just throw the ball, put the ball in the tight windows, down the field, make those sideline corner throws. I think this is going to be a big opportunity for him because the steam is really tailed off after that national championship game. Didn't get a ton of praise and buzz leaving Mobile. This is a big opportunity for him to put the to to, to spin the ball at the combine in front of everybody without Caleb Williams 
or Jaden Daniels. No Lad McConkey in the Freaks list. We kind of talked about Lad. I think his short area quickness is going to be tremendous, so I'm excited to see him. Who are some players, offensive skill position players, that you did not see that you think could make a big impression and be a big riser after the combine? I mean, I think we kind of already talked about it, but I think that Thrash is the guy that I would say could be a big riser, right? We expect him to be fast, but if he runs good shuttle times and, and good drills, I like at that point, all the pieces are there. He's a little bit more slender, but if you know he's a third round pick and he's going to a good team, like he could be a guy who makes a difference for a franchise. And like for me, it's just the way he runs routes. Like I would encourage anybody to go look to see the way he runs his routes. And if he does show out of the combine, like I think it will be more in the routes and the catch may be a little bit inconsistent at times, but the way that he moves and the fluidity through the route is one of the reasons why I just really, really like him. I'm curious about McConkey though, because sorry. I feel uh, like cleaners are here. Sorry, keep going. I feel like we would have heard about McConkey's short area quickness in the drills, but maybe he's just a guy where it really only shows up on tape because we definitely saw it, but maybe through the drills it won't show up as much. And I'm curious how he runs and how fast he runs because we we thought he was pretty fast. He seemed pretty fast, but maybe he's not as fast in terms of the actual testing numbers. But when you watch him play, I think he will show up. Do you think there's a chance that maybe he doesn't run at the combine because of that and just does the actual drills themselves? Because maybe we could see that. I, I don't know. I know Robert. But for me, it is Thrash. Thrash is a guy I like a lot. Hey, Robert, come out at me, man. GQ, Ray GQ, Xbox, you calling me out, Madden, NCAA. Let's get it, baby. We're going to put money on it. I don't oh play for free. I don't play for free either. So we can get it, Robert, as soon as it drops. Um, Jay, let me ask you a couple of names before we get out of here that you think could be some risers. Keon Coleman is one for me. He was not on the freaks list. Keon should test very well, and he's 6'4", 210-plus pounds as well. Keon Coleman, I'm going to throw that name out there for you, Jay. What do you think? I don't know. That's I, He concerns me because he does seem like a guy who's freaky athletic. But then why is he on the list, right? Why is Xavier Leggett on the list, but Keon Coleman in? And their games, the way they play, are very similar. And, in, and when you watch them play, I think in some ways Keon Coleman is more athletic than Leggett is. And maybe we're splitting hairs here. Maybe he would have been like 41 or 42. But I don't know, man. Like, it's just, we'll see what happens. But he should, he's a definitely a guy that I could see being on the list in the 30s or or in the, even the, the late 20s. So I was a little bit surprised to not see him here. And I think he could definitely be a little bit higher. But we'll have to see when it comes down to it. These guys are very tapped in. They know their stuff. And so... We'll see if Coleman ends up being a freak or he's just kind of an okay wide receiver. All right. There it is. Bruce Feldman's freak lick. Free, freak lick. I think I that, that, that freak. Freak, 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 freak league. It's too, it's too early for the freak league. It's too early for the freak league on a Monday. <laughs> got to be focused for the week, Jay. Appreciate everybody being in the building. We got a couple of super chats we want to get to. Really enjoyed engaging with the comments. If you're still around and you have not done so, hit that thumbs up button, like, comment, and subscribe. My man Stanley in the building. Stanley says, uh, hands down, doing a doing a fist bump. I met he. I think he had two. Let me pull the other one up. I don't know what the hell Stanley's talking about. What, what, what is he? Here it is right here. Anaya Smith. Here it is. Anaya Smith is my sleeper in this rookie class. What? We love Stanley. I don't know, man, man. I don't know, Stanley. I don't know. <laughs> He was the most forgettable wide receiver in Mobile. <laughs> like the most, you almost forget he was there. And I'm not saying that's the end all be all. It I wanted to be in yeah, love. It was with, rough. I want, it was you rough. and Cody Carpentier wanted to be in love with Anaya Smith, my dog Cody, and uh, he was very, 
very forgettable. So I'm not I'm not sure about Anias Jay. Not sure about that one. We'll but see. much love, yeah. much love. Appreciate you, Stanley. Tommy Sosa, right here. Nice to get my first shout out on my birthday. Hey, hit the music for hit the music for Tommy, man. Let's go ahead and roll out. That's how we're gonna roll out on Tommy Sosa's birthday. Appreciate the super chat. I saw my girl Joe in the building. I ain't seen her in a while. Cold World TDE, the Wake Up Family, Jeff, Robert, Garrison, Tater, Wolf, Chris in the building, Gretchen. I appreciate you. Yes, that's right, Gretchen. Hit that like button. We got a lot of content coming. If you're here, the Saturday NFL Combine stuff is quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. We may have something planned. Just stick around. Just stick around. We may have something planned for Saturday to have some fun, talk through some fantasy stuff, do some giveaways. DD merch is going on sale. I know a lot of people wanted to know. Jay, the all gas hats. Show them the merch. Up. The, the, the merch is getting okay. up. I had to get the boxes. You know, I got packaging, right? DD tissue paper, other little very official. to throw in the box. It's official. It's going to be official when it comes from Jay Rich. Just know it's probably going to be big baller brand timelines for the shipping, but I got you covered, baby. I got you covered. Make sure y'all hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to the channel. Stay tapped in. Mock Draft Mondays. I will be dropping a 2024 rookie mock today before the combine, so make sure you check out that all of our dope content creators, and of course, the website. We love y'all. Have a blessed Monday. Go be great today, people, and wake y'all ass up next Monday with me and Jay Rich. We out. Peace.